Hello and welcome to another edition of Tungsudo Focus, a podcast concerning all things related to the Korean martial art of Tungsudo. My name is Master Steve Paterini, and I will be your host in this episode, which will cover the topic of the five codes of Tungsudo. So, as I enter my own dojong and many other training spaces I've been in around the country, uh, there are usually several banners or posters or flyers, uh, student creed, the seven tenets of Tungsudo, the uh, five uh, codes of Tungsudo, and uh, even something called the eight key concepts. And if they were important enough to be displayed uh, and unfortunately often overlooked or ignored by many students on the floor, uh, I think it's worth taking a minute going through these concepts uh, and at least uh, touching on each point of them before we get into something more physical uh, that we'll talk about the training aspects of kicking, punching, locking, and forms, etc. So let's talk about the five codes of Tung Sudo. They are the following. Loyalty to country. Obedience to parents. Honor friendship. No retreat in battle. And in fighting, choose with sense and honor. Now, the seven tenets are all one, and in a couple of cases, two word uh, phrases. Uh, these are a little bit longer. Uh, they are only five, though. A little easier to remember if you take the first letter of each uh, phrase. L from loyalty, O from obedience, H from honor, friendship, N from no retreat in battle, and I from infighting. Uh, you end up with, a, a phonetically at least, a word uh, made up word, Lani, L-O-H-N-I. And that was just another little trick I used to remember the five codes. Uh, when it comes close to testing time, I, I review that. Uh, let's dig into these a little bit. Loyalty to country. Uh, we had a visitor from uh, Korea, Master Sung Ki Kim, who's one of the uh, earliest students of Wong Ki. And uh, he spent a good time, uh, you know, we were expecting something about technique or, or some kind of secrets of the universe uh, about Tung Sado, and uh, we all kind of stood there for a good 10 or 15 minutes as the translator uh, spent time uh, expounding on the, uh, the importance of saluting the flag, uh, which of course we always do at the beginning and end of each training session, but the fact that uh, Master Song Ki Kim had a, uh, a, a definite uh, emphasis on that uh, made it important to me as well and it's something I try to instill in my students and my uh, juniors. Uh, so loyalty to country is the first of the five codes. Obedience to parents, uh, which is a great one to point out to uh, your children that are training. Um, you know, I have elderly parents and, uh, you know, I'm in my in my 50s, so it seems a little interesting, uh, that, that obedience part of it, but I think uh, it's worth noting, obedience to parents. Um, honor friendship, which I think is a great life goal. Uh, honoring friendship uh, without our friends and our family, where would we be and who do you rely on? Think about, you know, your 
your car breaks down or you have a flat tire somewhere, who are you going to call to give you a ride? Who are you going to call, uh, you know, late at night to come pick you up or help you uh, get out of a jam? Those would be your friends. And uh, that is definitely something worth honoring. Uh, and then the last two, I think, relate a little bit more to the martial aspect of our martial art. Uh, no retreat in battle, uh, which again means, uh, and I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand with that uh, idea of indomitable spirit, is uh, you just keep on slugging your way through. Uh, no retreat in battle. That doesn't mean you're always going to win. It means you're never going to quit. You're never going to give up. And uh, again, my sparring career is full of plenty of losses uh, against opponents where, uh, you know, they may have had their hand raised at the end of the match, but uh, I did not pack it in and, and stop until the, uh, the end of the, the time in our sparring session. So no retreat in battle. And uh, I think that could be applied to many aspects of our life, whether they would be uh, in school, academically, uh, professionally, uh, health-wise, battling uh, some sort of illness or a health ailment. Uh, no retreat in battle. Uh, you got to work your way through these things and, and persevere. Uh, so perseverance, I think, is another good word for that. Uh, and then the last one, in fighting, choose with sense and honor, which, uh, you know, part of our um, student creed, we say, uh, I will, we will never be abusive or offensive, and I will use common sense before self-defense. And I think this is a, a paraphrase, just another way of saying that in fighting, choose with sense and honor. We're not just going to go out and uh, look for trouble. Uh, we're going to only use our martial arts uh, outside of the dojong in a situation where we absolutely have to. And if there's a way that we can uh, defuse a situation or walk away, uh, that would be choosing with sense and honor. But uh, if you were pushed up against a wall or you were defending somebody who was helpless, uh, I think that would be an honorable and a, a common sense way of uh, you know, using your fighting skills. So those are the five codes, and uh, I'm not going to dig too much deeper into them. But again, they're always there on the wall as I train on the other side of the seven tenets. And I thought I'd spend a minute going over them with you. So I can think of one more poster or banner that we have in the dojong that I see on a regular basis uh, that refers to the eight key concepts of Tung Soo Do. Uh, the first one is courage. And the, the Korean words are alongside them, and I'm afraid I would butcher the, uh, the pronunciation, so I'm going to just use the English words for now. So number one is courage, which courage could be uh, in battle, courage could be getting up and giving a presentation at work or in school. Uh, courage could be to, uh, you know, deal with a medical or, uh, you know, some sort of physical ailment. But uh, I think uh, courage is a good concept. Concentration. Uh, well, I mean, the name of this podcast is Tung Sudo Focus. And focus and concentration are very similar concepts. So being able to focus, blot out the the distractions around you and, and keep your mind on what you're doing. That's an important one. Uh, endurance, which we talk about indomitable spirit. We talk about no retreat in battle and endurance is your ability to endure and to continue on doing things and not quitting. Uh, honesty, number four. Uh, once again, I think uh, 
being reliable, being true to your word makes you a better person and makes the people around you respect you uh, more. Uh, number five, humility, uh, which uh, I believe is one of the seven tenets as well. So there's uh, something to be said for uh, not getting a big head, not getting too full of yourself, and uh, just taking in stride uh, your accomplishments and uh, never, uh, you know, self-aggrandizing, things like that. Um, let's see, number six, control of power. And I think these last three, again, have more to do with the physical aspects and one of the reasons I wanted to uh, wanted to focus on them. Uh, the control of power is important, again, when you're throwing a technique, especially with a, a training partner. Uh, you know, we often encourage when we're doing techniques, uh, Il Susik, Hosen Sul, things like that, that, uh, you know, you, you do things uh, with a sense of realism. So if I'm doing Il Susik, I'm going to uh, hit or kick the uh, person I'm training with. I'm not going to punch them in the face, but I need to be able to control my power. Uh, whereas if I went full through, I might injure my training partner and uh, being able to stop right at the edge of, uh, you know, contact uh, would be a good example of controlling your power. Um, number seven, uh, Shinchuk, <laughs> which we hear a lot about tension and relaxation. Um, Certainly, you need to have tension when your foot, your hand uh, strikes uh, an object or a person. Uh, otherwise, you'll break your wrist, break your ankle. Uh, the technique, all the power that you've generated with your hips and, and the rest of your limbs will be for naught. Um, however, if you are tense all the time, uh, you're going to lose speed. You're going to wear out quicker. So the ability to quickly go uh, from relaxed state to a tensed state uh, is something that we're always training and working on and uh, getting the timing right on that is uh, part of our lifelong journey in Tung Sudo. And then the last key concept would be speed control and speed control again uh, being able to do things slowly um, if you've ever done a uh, four-part kicking drill where you uh, tuck extend retract and then put it back on the ground and you do that nice and slow you'll find that uh, that's much more grueling than throwing a regular kick so speed control uh, again I think would go along with control of power so that you uh, are accurate and safe and when you need to do something like a break a board or uh, hit an opponent hard or an attacker and finish a self-defense uh, situation you definitely have the the ability to uh, ramp up the power and speed um, but <clears throat> generally speaking you should be able to do things with proper technique and control uh, and the speed shall come later as we like to say so those are the eight key concepts. So we've had uh, a creed, we've had uh, tenets, we've had uh, codes, and we've had concepts. Another thing we discuss is the purpose of Tung Sudo, which comes down to three main things. Now, each one of us individually may have a different purpose for training, uh, you know, self-defense to get back in shape, uh, whatever else. Uh, you know, our, our goals are for ourselves or our children. Uh, but in a specific order, uh, it would be the first purpose of Tung Sudo is to become a better person. Uh, or you could say it uh, 
to improve one's character. And through all of the activities we do, the, uh, the struggle, the striving, the working towards goals over a long term, uh, practicing humility and respect to others, I think all those things we've sort of touched on in the uh, past discussions will improve our character and make us a better person. And, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think if you just take anyone off the street, hey, would you like to be a better person? If anybody that says no, I mean, what a jerk, right? So I think self-improvement and trying to become a better person for ourselves and for the people around us and to improve the world, uh, that's a laudable purpose. So the first purpose is to become a better person. The second purpose is to improve your health. And of course, it is a physical training, uh, martial arts and Tung Sudo particularly, and the stretching, the breathing, the, uh, <clears throat> the punching, the kicking, the all the different physical things that we do uh, are going to give you better cardiovascular health, better muscular health. Um, just the benefits go beyond that to uh, <laughs> improving your mood, uh, giving you uh, better, more patience, uh, better mental, mental health overall. Um, as a school teacher, I see uh, lots of cases of uh, depression and anxiety, especially with social media and cell phones. And I think that uh, training in martial arts can be a very good uh, antidote to those uh, unfortunate side effects of our modern society, especially among young people, uh, adolescents in particular. So uh, better health uh, refers to both physical and mental health. And that would be the second purpose of Tung Sudo. The third purpose uh, would be self-defense. And, you know, we think of martial arts as, you know, fighting, uh, defending, striking, kicking, punching, etc. Um, and you tend to think that's the first. And, and I like the fact that Quan uh, uh, Volker has made it uh, the third highest priority, that our character, becoming a better person, is our main priority. Improving our health is our second most uh, important priority. And self-defense uh, is our third priority or purpose of Tung Sudo. Um, you know, I always, uh, when I'm talking about self-defense techniques, I'm like, uh, you know, we always talk about being attacked by somebody in a dark alley. And I say to my students, well, here's a pro tip, avoid dark alleys. Um, you know, if we can not put ourselves in a situation where we have to use our self-defense skills, uh, and get entangled with somebody else in a physical confrontation, uh, that's the best that's the best self-defense is never being in that situation in the first place. Of course, we don't always have control over what happens in our lives or uh, where we're going to be at any given time. And, and if the situation presents itself, uh, boy, it's good to know how to take care of yourself and protect the people around you. Uh, but again, not we don't want to look for trouble and we want to uh, you know try to avoid it. But self-defense uh, is certainly something that gives you a, a level of self-confidence and um, you know just peacefulness and uh, comfort maybe as you are in maybe you know walking out to your car at night or uh, for whatever reason in somewhat of a sketchy neighborhood or situation uh, just knowing that if push came to shove uh, you would have the skills and the knowledge to back things up I think uh, gives you a great sense of uh, relief and calm and comfort so self-defense is uh, the third purpose of Tung Sudo. And one more distinction I like to make about self-defense is, um, 
again, I don't go into a lot of dark alleys. Uh, I don't go to a lot of seedy bars where I'm likely to uh, get into an altercation. Uh, and I've been very fortunate in my life where I've had very few uh, things ha like that happen. Um, but self-defense, think about that. Defense from yourself. The most likely person to harm me is me. I'm the most likely person to eat too much, to not exercise, to uh, overindulge in some way, uh, to uh, underindulge in some way, to ignore certain things, not take care of my health, put off that doctor's or dentist's appointment. Um, we are our own worst enemies, uh, I, I think, as human beings. I think it's in our nature uh, to uh, <clears throat> maybe be somewhat self-sabotaging. And I think that Kung Sudo and martial arts training gives us a level of self-discipline and uh, you know self-awareness, self-confidence uh, that allows us to maybe make better decisions and uh, do a better job of taking care of ourselves. You know, you think about being on an airplane. They talk about um, in the event of an emergency and the the oxygen masks come down. That uh, if you're traveling with uh, elderly or small children, that you should. Uh, take care of your mask first before you help them with theirs. And uh, of course, a mother's first instinct would be to take care of their child and put the oxygen mask on their child. But if they pass out because the pa the uh, the cabin has depressurized, uh, that mother can then no longer take care of their children and help them and assist them with their mask. So it's kind of a metaphor uh, to me for life in general is you have to take care of yourself if you're going to be any good to anyone around you. So this idea of self-defense, yes, in an altercation, if you are attacked, can you defend yourself? That would be a purpose of training in a martial art. But more to me, it's uh, in my journal journey, rather it has been uh, <clears throat> taking care of myself and defending me from me, who uh, in many ways, we can be our own worst enemy, uh, both mentally in our head uh, and uh, physically the way we, uh, we take care of or perhaps don't take care of our bodies as well as we could. So uh, the three purposes, again, become a better person to improve your overall physical and mental health and to uh, have self-defense. So I'd like to thank you for indulging me as I go through the creed, the code, the tenets, all the rest of these kind of philosophical underpinnings of why we train in Tung Sudo. In our training, our teachers constantly remind us that our mind is in control of our body and going into our training with the right mindset and the right philosophy and at least an awareness of a lot of these concepts, I think will do nothing but improve the physical aspects of your training. Thank you for listening to episode number five of the Tung Sudo Focus podcast, talking about the five codes of Tung Sudo, but also touching on the eight key concepts of Tung Sudo and a bit of the three purposes. Uh, I would like you to please subscribe, like, and do take a moment to uh, 
tell people about this podcast if it means something to you or you think it has any benefit. Uh, share it with uh, other people you know that might benefit from it. And not just students and people that train, um, parents of children who are training, this might give them better insight into uh, what's going on while their child is on the floor. Uh, spouses or relatives of people that train, sometimes they, they think we're almost cult-like in our devotion to uh, Tung Sado and the way we talk about it sometimes. Um, and this might just give them a little bit better understanding of what's going on. And, and who knows, maybe it would inspire them to start their own Tung Sudo training journey. So like, subscribe, and please, word of mouth may be the best way to get this podcast into the ears of as many people as possible who might benefit from it. So thank you for your kind attention and Tung Su.